Hello and welcome to the Fence End Podcast. Um, right, okay, it's the same people as normal to discuss a lack of crew game. Uh, we've got, uh, I'm Liam, hello Simon. Hello Liam. And hello Fraser. Hello Liam and Simon and the listeners. Ah. Hello Fraser. <laughs> yeah. Like, like assembly. Hi Tim, yeah. Um, Hi Tim. Right, okay, so um, what has happened since our last pod? Uh, we had about... 482 chances I think it was against Gillingham and only <laughs> scored one that kind of I don't know how it went in <laughs> but so many I don't know how we missed um oh I mean it's annoying to lose to anyone let alone a Steve Evans side but to just I just don't know how we lost that game it was it was you know those games where you're like, we could be playing till now and still not scored? As I said, the only one that scored, kind of, Adji, was he on the floor? I don't know how it sort of trickled in. And then we couldn't even watch that. I, um, I didn't yeah. see it. I didn't see the uh, the goal, Jerome. Um, no. My, I follow. I've been, I wouldn't say smug, but a lot of people have been saying how poor the I follow is. And I, in all honesty, I've had no issues at all with it, with pre-season games and home games and the Lincoln game and I kind of sort of on social media said oh, no, I had a problem with it and of course yeah that put the, uh, the, the the jinx on it and I I like many the, others the one that kept on saying out. that Wickham wouldn't make the playoffs yeah <laughs> yeah what a sign sorry about that everyone um, yeah so my fault that uh, I follow dropped out because I've been saying how good it is for me um, so I didn't I didn't see the goal I saw their goals and I saw our misses and, and ones that we, we didn't score but I didn't see our goal well it didn't work for me either right okay so the the Gillingham game um, lots of people absolutely up in arms we need defenders rah um, but I don't know I'm a bit like we our defence is not in a good place at the moment but we're talking about Long at centre-back, covering Rob Atkinson and Moose that are both injured. Um, Ruffs first came back from injury. Claire has played a few minutes since his injury, but not, you know, not settled back in. I don't think this is our settled back four. <laughs> I think they need some time to maybe get used to each other. So I'm not willing to tear my hair out. I don't want us to concede three goals. Of course I don't. Had we taken more of our 32 chances some of which were open goals some of which are absolute sitters um and and no we shouldn't rely on scoring more than we concede we should try and keep clean sheets but you know that was their first game back of course they're making mistakes um i don't know i've got some sympathy for for the defense am i being foolish am i being too positive i guess well you only have to look at the stats after 90 minutes to realize that we were freakishly unlucky. <laughs> I mean, I think we had 76% possession. I mean, that's insane yeah. to, to, to lose the game 3-1. It kind of... I might be making Oxford sound actually worse now because we ha- you could say we had that much possession and we, we lost 3-1. <laughs> you could say it that way. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I honestly think... I don't think there's a lot to worry about. I think it. I, I think we'll click. I think it will come good. I think all the signs are there that it will. The stats are so in our favour. I think we, we're just, you know, a bit, a bit sloppy at the back and a bit sort of. We're not really taking our chances up front, are we? We're, we're certainly having chances, but I don't know. 
the quality of them maybe quite isn't quite there yet. But you're not going to go through many games with. Did we have 31 shots? Mm. You're not going to go through many games with 31 shots. I think Robinson said 20 of them were from inside the box, and have that we, much yeah. possession and lose 3-1. I mean, it's it's I'm not sure going to keep happening. In this case, I'm sure Robinson's stat was correct, but sometimes he does come out with some stats and you think... <laughs> sometimes he helps himself. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where that's come from. Um, yeah. I, I, do you I, think I, that we will improve with the Saturday-Tuesday games? Do you think that, that momentum will help us? Well, I mean, I think it will, but even if I think it didn't, I don't think there's there's a lot of choice in it. You know, we are where we are. These are the fixtures now, and we're going to have to play them, and we're going to have to find a way to 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 to, to start turning these statistics into victories. And and but I, you know, in response to your question, I, I think it's I think we've got a, a great opportunity to go on a go on a sort of um, a good run. You know, we we've clearly got the ability in the squad. Um, we've got some fiery games coming up. If you glance at the fixture list, there's one in particular that I'm thinking of. Um, yeah. So I'd like to find form before that game, <laughs> uh, if I may. Um, but uh, yeah, it's um, no, I don't, I don't think it's panic stations, but by any stretch of the imagination. Good, good. Well, that's nice to hear that I'm not alone in that because there, there seems to be a lot of panic. Um, I think we could have done with going straight into another game which we obviously should have done. And what what happened? What happened? Because I think that's the big unknown. It seems to be that crew went, oh, we're not playing the game, it's postponed, um, turned off their replies. An hour or so later go, we have signed this guy, though. Yeah. I, I, what is... what? There, there seems to be no communication. And if the communication has gone to Oxford, they've not forwarded it on. I'm sure they're not allowed to if they have had that communication. But it seems like crew have just gone, no, we can't play it, and not really given any explanations or anything. Um, yeah, it's it, it's very strange, isn't it? It was all very odd. Um, it, it, there is a part of me that thinks that w- it, the right thing to do feels like to wait until we have an official communication before we go studs up into crew about what's yeah. gone on. We don't we don't really know yet what what's happened with crew or why this game was off. The weird thing is we found out the first time exactly what happened uh you know as it was happening. That probably was because they were already at the ground, media were there. You can't exactly keep that a secret. Um, but then there's been, hasn't there been some, I don't know if this is official, hasn't there been some report that they had no positive tests come back? They had a round of tests and none of them were positive. So so it's not... Uh, so when it's, uh, did not they this, have the... What's that, sorry? When did they have these tests? After the first called off game? Uh, yeah, yeah I, I, if I, 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 I misread something. I'm sure I've read somewhere. Uh, well, some they, they of... had two... They had two come back positive after well, their I... initial two, so they had four in total. Right. Um, but within the interview where he said that two had come back positive, he also said, we're obviously doing things right because they've all come back negative. So oh. fairly mixed up then. But I believe they had four in total that had to self-isolate and had tested positive. 
Okay, and and those extra two came back before their game against Wigan last Saturday, didn't they? I mean, yes. like those results came back. I mean, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, it it kind of leaves us very much in the dark, doesn't it, as to what's gone on? Um, Especially but, as they they did play against Wigan, and then everything that they have put out has said, well, we're still planning to go ahead and play against Blackpool. Is it that they're playing on yeah. Saturday? Yeah, I, it just it's, it's very all strange. Over the shop. And it, it kind of feels like it's a bit like if you've seen recently that um, that SNP person who's just kind of hoping the criticism will go away and everyone will forget and <laughs> we'll just move on. <laughs> but it's like, well, hang on, we've got a game to play here. You're gonna have to. Um, y- we're gonna have to get a rearranged fixture, surely. And it kind of does now feel like. Are they just going to say nothing <laughs> and, yeah. and just never tell us? But I mean, this is preposterous, though. They must have there must have been some sort of communication to Oxford by now that we don't know. I, but I would have hoped so. But it, it, yeah, it does seem something seems suspicious to me, and I don't know. It's suspicious to lead me to think what, but the the fact that they did play the weekend before, they plan to play next weekend. That they. Turned off. Why would you turn off all replies? I don't get it. When but, you haven't I mean, for the the first one, yeah. other than you're like we're gonna we're gonna have people saying nasty things about us on Twitter now. All right. Yeah. Well, you're a football club. You like should be fairly used to that. I'd have thought. And I love I that Twitter has that um, quote tweet button. You can read the quotes on tweets because it's all there. <laughs> yeah. If you do want to see criticism of that tweet. Just go quote tweet, and there's about oh, there's about eighty of them or something. Yeah, there's there's a lot in there, um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I still kind of stand by. We should probably wait to hear exactly what's gone on um, before, um, you know, we we kind of lay into them massively. But um, but yeah, like you say, Liam, it's it's all very strange. It just doesn't seem to make any sense that you know, like the the official yeah the official comms has turned the turned the replies off and and they're tr- they're hoping to get this Saturday's game played they played last Saturday maybe they just don't like us <laughs> <laughs> maybe they're just um, avoiding yeah. us one thing that i think is relatively interesting crew fans fascinate me that's what i've learned over the last oh. fortnight because if you go if you say anything what the game's called off again oh triggered oh. no no just the game's been called off and i'm wondering why doesn't mean it's triggered. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I. It, it bothers me at all. What happened was instead of watching the football on Tuesday night, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then uh, I mean, good came out of it. The club had a bit of fun. Um, Oxford United played. Headington United still couldn't score, <laughs> even with a penalty. <laughs> Unbelievable. But we both kept clean um, sheets. So that's... <laughs> yeah, I mean, first two clean sheets of the season, isn't it? Um, you know, if we yeah, have so... like, if we have a turbulent decade, right? And I really hope that's not the case. But if we do, and someone does one of those Twitter threads in 2030, Oxford United banter era, right? That is going to be like one of the headline tweets in that list <laughs> when we couldn't yeah. score against ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it it was good fun, but I sort of want to see the highlights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah i like that sort of sky news were there for the for the game so they did a little talk about the fact that it was going to happen uh, they seem to have a laugh about it so that's good um but i don't know it, like the whole the whole evening was like saw the tweet 
oh, the game's been postponed, and you're like, well, who's retweeted that from the other day? Oh, no, that <laughs> yeah. is today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, bizarre, really. Um, other stuff that's happened, before we go on to the, the posh game that I'm sure we're all excited to see the best team League One has ever seen, um, and that is Zaki has stepped down from the board. Um, I think we're all sad to see him go, aren't we? Definitely. He's, he's having been lucky enough to meet him a couple of times, he's a genuinely nice bloke. Clearly cares for the football club and the and the community and and not just not just what you'd imagine the football club is the team you know he's he's um, I know involved with the community trust um, so yeah he's he's like a lot of people do when they they become part of the Oxford United family you know it doesn't matter where you then end up or what you, what you do in life. There's so many people that that speak very fondly of their time with Oxford United and, and don't consider themselves, you know, fans to start with. But by the time their time with the club comes to an end, very much ingrained in them. Um, so yeah, it's it's a shame to see him go because certainly the the communication from the club through him uh, seemed to improve markedly when he got involved. Um, so hopefully. That will continue. Um, we'll have to see who who that continues maybe with. Um, but yeah, a genuinely nice guy, and and clearly I think still be a fan. So if we can all get back to games in the not too distant future, it will be part of that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like say, I... Go on, Fraser. No, like you say, Simon. I think the um, the main thing we'll, we'll miss about him is that um, I think when Tiger first kind of came in. Um, you know, not saying that he had bad intentions, but perhaps the the, the sort of PR wasn't really there with between the board and the fans. Um, the language you, barrier didn't help either. No, yeah, absolutely. But but what you feel you got from Zaki was it was you know as good as um, you know I think Neil McWilliams is pretty good at, at, at speaking to fans as well. What you got from Zaki was an the actual voice of a board member. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and like say he, he he was really good at the, the the fans forums they did and um you know he didn't try and dodge questions and things like that and he had a great sort of presence on on social media as well didn't he that I guess no other board member really has um but that he would he would often engage with fans um and and wouldn't you know wouldn't really shy away from the the, the tougher questions either um but but yeah it's like like the like, you know, I agree with the sort of general tone. Yeah, it's it's uh, it was it was really sort of disappointing to see him go. But I mean, we can you know, there's nothing sinister in it, is there? There's not been a fall. Well, it doesn't seem like there's been a fallout. I think he's given a full explanation that um, he just just feels it's 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 right for him to move on. Um, yeah, from what I understand, he wasn't like the the biggest financial backer. He's he's got more money than I have, but not as much as some of the other people that are behind the scenes. <laughs> Um, so it's not that financial thing that we're losing. It is that sort of personability and and um, someone who is able to. He was really good at being able to go. Yeah, that doesn't look good, does it? Like the winding up petitions. If anything came up about that, just to like that does look bad. And you know we we've we've tried to explain why it was going to happen we'll try to make sure it won't happen again but it does look terrible we understand that and just have that like that oh i'm talking to a person it's not a blanket response that goes out to the media it is actually a, a and 
realistically, he was just phrasing it well. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. he did phrase it really well and, and yeah. sort of made you feel a bit safer with it. But and he kind of shows you the power of good communication and good good mm. PR that, you know, we trusted him so well um, because he was so good at speaking to people and 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 it, and it not not in that sort of sense where it's just sleazy and he's just a good PR but it's no substance you 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 could see that his his substance and the depth of feeling he had towards the club as well and uh, yeah yeah but I, very sad seeing go I think you're right about that being open and, and honest and, and engaging with the fans it it, it kind of cuts completely through the, the often the, the unnecessary criticism I, I'm just sort of had a, a flashback if I or a thought back to one of the fans forums that we that was done quite early on with Michael Appleton when we we narrowed the pitch and somebody said why oh, are we yeah. narrowing the pitch when we've got players who are really good on the ball surely we give them much more space and everyone was like yeah yeah why are we doing that why are we doing that and it was a really simple answer basically we've got very good footballers who are all comfortable on the ball who can operate in tight areas what we don't want to do is give opposition space to play you know and if you've got a bigger pitch then the less able players have got a slight advantage so we narrow the pitch to to make it easier for us to get the ball back and it's kind of like oh yeah that makes sense and it, it similarly with Zaki you know there, there might have been an issue and people get worked up but he was able to very sort of precisely and clearly and honestly give an answer that more you know 99 times of times out of 100 was like oh yeah that makes sense you know and it, it calmed everything down I think that hopefully that communication will continue and it, and it, it does help like you say to, to kind of soothe everybody a little bit yeah I, I, and I think the the understanding that really simple any board member of any club can do this sort of thing and actually Port Vale's owners are really good at this um, things like during lockdown he went Oxford fans like this song. I'm going to record me playing it. That was it. Mm, Didn't yeah. do anything for the club, but suddenly there was a person on the board who got the Oxford United fan base. And that's mm. brilliant. So simple. And, and yeah, it didn't involve going out and like, oh, look, we've we've bought these. It, it, realistically, we've got two 20-goal-a-season strikers in our setup. And it didn't take that to get everyone that buzzed up it took him playing the piano <laughs> a song that he knows that we like during yeah, lockdown yeah and and tiger Brilliant. we've seen that song you made at reading no <laughs> <laughs> um right okay so um it'll be interesting to see who's coming back in in the meantime um well in the meantime two things happen the window closes doesn't it so it'll be interesting to see if we can get it looks like Brown is the one they're going for. Um, it'll be interesting to see what business does happen because we have needed that left winger for, well, the entire season now. Um, and yeah, Cooper will come back from international duty, but we, we still need that that second left winger. Um, so I don't, like, I'm happy to throw that for you two to say the same thing. <laughs> but <laughs> is there anything you want to add? I, I I absolutely agree with what you said. I I uh, cool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. um, it's funny though how Carl has kind of edged away to, from some sort of positions that we were looking to fill by going, yeah, not not really looking at that. And you wonder how much of that is perhaps he's got a player who's 
being a little bit evasive and not not committing themselves and it's a way of him going well if you're not going to come we don't care so you know and putting the pressure back on players to join i know there's probably a lot an awful lot going on behind the scenes that clearly we're not going to find out about until somebody signs yeah i mean talking about behind the scenes um the recording of a i assume they're a gillingham fan but outside the gillingham sort of shutters from the dressing room we were put in um (laughs) How do you feel about that going out? Do you feel it should have been policed a bit more? I mean, once it's out, it's out, isn't it? it there's there's not much um, you can do, but... Well, the, I mean, this is Twitter, isn't it? This is social media. Um, this is, <clears throat> I guess, a downside to it. When I first saw that, I wasn't... It was one of those... I, I watched it the first time. I wasn't quite sure what I was watching. What, what, what the hell is this? And, and then you kind of realised what it was. And I thought, oh, this is actually a... And, and at first, it was it, I, th- I found it really interesting. And then, because I, I shared it on our WhatsApp group to you guys, um, and then afterwards, I kind of thought, actually, this kind of thing shouldn't really be shared, should it? It shouldn't really even be on social media. And it, it took me a few a few sort of minutes of it being live and seeing it to think, I'm not sure we should really be seeing this. And you kind of, I kind of felt uh, a bit uneasy about it, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it does highlight the issue regarding they they should be put in better facilities than they are. Oh, sorry, uh, at the moment. <laughs> I went down completely like, the wrong side of the argument. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, it does highlight that. I mean, what you're saying is com- completely right. Um, but it, the the reason it shouldn't be accessed by the public, I I think I spoke to um, another Liam actually, the the women's team manager who was talking about. Um, managing in general and the fact a lot of it is an act like sometimes the players need to see you being angry so you act angry even if you're not sometimes they need to see you being calm even though you're livid well Robinson obviously had a proper go at the players then but to the media had come out and gone yeah do you know what it's just one of those games isn't it <laughs> we yeah we we could have been playing till now and still not score we we had all these chances and if we didn't make those chances i'd be worried but as it is everything's fine <laughs> and then that comes out and you're like oh right okay well you did properly lay into them at half time though so I, it just breaks that illusion and it's not good um no yeah. it's not um you know i because I, I, is it still live i, I don't know uh, i don't know if he took it down or if, if that video is still there but yeah, it, it, it um no, you you're right. It, although I did, in terms of what he actually said, you you couldn't help but kind of think, yeah, this this guy, we want him in charge of the club. <laughs> I agree um, with him. Absolutely agree with everything he said in that. Yeah, but um but yeah, like you say, it's that's kind of for the players to hear and and not us. Yeah. Although, I mean, it does beg the question when we lost 7-0 at home to Wigan. If if the media response we got was actually what happened in the dressing room. Um, Yeah. yeah. Um, Anyway, we are about to play Peterborough United, the um, best team that have ever been in League One, who definitely should have gone up last season and no one else would have stood a chance. Um, So how are we going to do this season? I guess. Um, Let's see. They have had a fairly shaky start. They did sort of come from behind in in one of those games um but they've not been the the world beaters we all expected them to be um although obviously we're very early in the season what are they uh nine points off five games uh one three lost two 
Um, I don't know how they've been playing or anything. I don't know much. I haven't done any research whatsoever. <laughs> Simon, do you know? <laughs> I, only, only from what the results are, you know. I, and like you say, Liam, it's so early on in the season to know how teams are, are actually playing. I mean, they got beat by Accrington, who we absolutely stuffed. Um, yeah. So, how can we can we tell how good they are at the moment? Possibly not. I don't. I don't think any. We know how good we can be, and we're in the relegation spots at the moment. I know we've got a game in hand over most most teams, but I think it's it's not really settled down yet. Let let's see. It, uh, I think playing a team like Peter, who will probably want to come at us a little bit and attack. You know, the onus will be on them to 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 be the attacking side. Might suit us a little bit more, and and we you know we can perhaps play them on the on the break a little bit you know Gillingham defended so well we found the same with Lincoln stick a load of men behind the ball and we we struggle a bit but against teams that are going to come and play against us and commit men forward which Peterborough have done in the past you've seen their style hasn't changed that much we might find that we can break on them and and get some luck yeah yeah I I I do agree with you, especially when you look at Accrington are a, a decent side. They gave us space. We yeah. played quite well. I don't think we were at our best against Sunderland, but it gave us some space and we, we had a few chances. Um, but I also think we're finding our stride and, and we will still need that time to click. I just think we need we need some sort of consistency. I'm not sure how, how readily that will come when you've got... Um, Obviously, the Sunderland. The reason we made the press against Sunderland, COVID-related, was because their fans travelled, so that didn't affect us. But we then made the press against Accrington because of the coach. We then made the press against Crew because <laughs> of the the Crew game. We've done that again against Crew. And if games are going to be that hyped up because of the pandemic, and that is each each of those are a game that we've featured in. I'm sure there are teams that <laughs> haven't had it affect them much at all. Yeah. Um, but I think we need that sort of steady. Thing to get into our, our rhythm um, I mean I always predict a win but I don't know it's just difficult if if we play like we did against Lincoln then I don't think we will do well if we play like we did against Gillingham I think we've got a great chance um, so I, I will back us I'll say 2-1 there we go Fraser what do you think yeah they're one of these teams I just hate playing uh, something about them, something about Darren Ferguson and all and that the owner over there. <laughs> something about something about playing this law. I just don't like it. Um, uh, yeah, I'm going to say a two-two draw. Okay. Uh, and Simon, do you want to give a an actual score prediction? <laughs> oh, sorry. It's, it's funny what Fraser was saying about going. To, I I quite enjoy the the away trip to Peterborough because there's a really nice bar. Oh. On, oh, one hundred percent, Simon. That barge yeah. is brilliant, and if we that is amazing, it's it's fabulous, and that's always a good trip. But what I might have to do for to really kind of get the experience of Peterborough away is is kind of um, find find a spare chair and and sort of put that about two inches from the chair on saddle so that you know you get that, <laughs> that away day experience. Um, yeah, I, it's going to be tough, isn't it? I, I think a, a, a scoring draw, I think 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, the, the last thing we should discuss before um, anything else is the bailout that looks like it's going to happen. The big six thing doesn't look like it's going to happen. I don't, I don't really... 
I haven't kept up to date with it at all, really. But it looks like there's a bailout happening to the lower leagues. Um, that's a good thing, isn't it? There's no way I can yeah. ask if you think it is. It's got to be a good thing. Yeah. Um, and I guess we all just hope that teams don't use it to try and worm B teams into it. Yeah, I mean, there was clearly an, an attempt at something, wasn't there, by we know at least Man United and Liverpool um, made an attempt. No, there's so many conflicting stories on this, but it seems to be they wanted a consensus of, the, of as, as they call themselves, the big six. Um, Man United, Man City, Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea, and Spurs. Spurs, I guess. Uh, yeah, to be the the controlling vote in basically anything that happens in the Premier League. Um, and I don't know if with that they were trying to worm in that we'll bail the EFL out, but they have to accept X, Y, Z. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it seems that that's failed. But I don't know. I don't trust it one bit. <laughs> to be I think it's. It's something that shouldn't be rushed into. Whatever the 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 suggestions are, needs an awful lot of. Let's look into this from a long term perspective, because there will be plenty of of clubs who would quite happily go, yeah, that short term money would be brilliant, and we'll have that, knowing that in ten years time they might not be involved with the football clubs anyway, because you know owners come and go. We know that, and I think it, it's something that really does need does need time to to look at all the potential pitfalls you know the the that big six big picture thing that they talked about you know on the on the surface when they were talking about the amount of money that might come down to the lower leagues sounded great but it kind of came with the caveat it was almost like well we can we can eradicate hunger and disease everyone's going yeah but of course, you'll need to sacrifice your firstborns, everybody. You know, and it's yeah. kind of yeah. there was they, they were certainly taking with one hand what they were given with the other, and it, it it does need people who are not necessarily got vested interests in terms of owners. I think that there, there does need to be some strong governance from the from the football league, the FA. You know, I mean, Rick Barry seem to have gone yeah well this is a great idea and, and everyone's behind it and the a lot of EFL or some EFL clubs have gone hang on we weren't consulted on this the Premier League went, well, we weren't consulted on this so I think it I know the money is urgently required but I don't think sort of signing up to anything in the short term as a knee jerk is a good idea we as a football club we know what that's like with ownership when 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 the club was split from the stadium and a deal was signed and you know we're, we're still tied to that deal even though we've gone through several owners since then we know how a short term somebody signing yeah that's a great idea can come back and bite you on the arse I mean, one of the strange yeah. things with this is is you mentioned rick parry there simon mm. but um he he his position now is surely untenable he must resign i mean i mean he came out on well the EFL came out on either Sunday or Monday when this was first kind of floated or first came into the press with an official statement saying that the thing being proposed by United and Liverpool the EFL were in support of and Rick Parry was quoted in it supporting it the Premier League then released their own statement saying that they were disappointed that he had vocally supported this and that it was not a Premier League thing I mean a few things on that one of them being, um, 
Rick Parry's been clearly obviously hung out to dry there by someone because he's clearly had assurances that this was a, a, a move supported by the wider league, which it then wasn't. And what kind of PR operation are the EFL running? They, they publish this statement. Man United and Liverpool say nothing, so they don't back it up. Surely, if you're going to put this statement out, you contact the other relevant bodies that are involved and say, um, this is what we're saying. Do we have agreement on this? And we'll all say the same thing. It just seems to be the EFL's one. And now he looks like an idiot. I mean, he's publicly backed it and it hasn't gone through. The thing, Mm. the version of it that he backed, how can he now stay in his job? It's it's mad. Nobody resigns anymore though, do they? Well, that's (laughs) true. (laughs) He'll write this out, he'll just go. Yeah, just hope everyone forgets. (laughs) Um, I think the thing that uh, bothers me kind of most about it is... Uh, about the about the whole want for power and oh we should have B teams and and stuff like that is the Man City side of things because oh. they are obviously a bigger club than us that's fine but within the last twenty two years they've been in League One or the equivalent of it was uh, Division Two at the time but Ooh. they it's not like they've always been huge they've always uh, no we're a massive club like luck has it that currently they're a big side. I mean, if you if you're gonna rate everything on how things are now, then Wickham and Bournemouth are both bigger than Oxford, and that's just not true. It, it's just not in terms of the the histories of the clubs. It's just not true, and I, I'm not in any way saying, oh well, we're you know, we're a, a massive club because we won that cup in '86. I am not doing that. We are currently a League One side. We deserve to be a League One side. That's fine. When we're a Conference side, we deserve to be a Conference side, but historically we're a bigger club than some teams that are above us and a smaller club than some teams that are below us Mm. and that's fine but if you suddenly go oh well these are the biggest clubs at the minute and therefore from now on they're going to have everything handed to them on the plate that is so ridiculous yeah i mean that Uh, means that means notts county get nothing yeah one of those well exactly yeah one of the founders of the football league the oldest you know up until recently the oldest league club in in the world um yeah are, but but the the big six were were saying that they those they would have a veto over somebody buying a football club so how do, how the hell can that be right when you know you, you might get somebody who wants to buy wolves or everton or whatever it might be with huge amounts of money and all of a sudden they're thinking well that might not be good for us so no we're going to stop you buying that club how how can they do that yeah. really it, it's, it's, it's 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 and you're right it, it's purely down to you know how the football suddenly became very rich at the top end of the game just at the point when certain clubs were there they benefited you're right you know, somebody I saw somebody on Twitter say, "Well, how about the original Big Six? You know, Wanderers, Oxford University, and the Corinthians, or whatever it was. You know, back in eighteen whatever. You know, they should be the big yeah. clubs because they they're the ones with with the original sort of history. And it's it, yeah, it should not yeah. be. Football is wonderful. We we follow it because any t- anyone can get to the top of the pyramid because, because Leicester can promotion. win the league. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, Leicester have won the the league more recently than Man United. So yeah. why should Man United have more importance? Why? And if and if it's yeah. oh well, it should be history. Then, like you were saying, Fraser, the likes of Sunderland, Portsmouth, and Ipswich in our division, 
are huge clubs. You know, they've won European trophies, they've won, they've won FA Cups, they've won leagues. Admittedly, it was a long time ago, but like like we're saying, well, Leicester won the Prem, the Premier League more recently than Man United. So, but there has to be an ability for clubs to to climb the ladder, um, and it shouldn't be. And and how lucky we are, cementing their they're big enough as it is. It's not like they need the help, is it? No, and and you you look around the world and like Barcelona and Real Madrid, ninety nine percent of the time will be one two in the in the league there, mm. and that's it. They just they just win those games. If you if you go to Spain and spend any time in in Spain and look through the sports channels, you will find Barcelona versus Real Madrid in something. I saw a tennis competition between the two clubs. What? What is that? That mm. those two that they are the teams there. Yeah, there are other big-ish clubs, but they're never going to compete really. And that is exactly what we don't have here. And that's why when Mourinho first came over and when Guardiola first came over, they have those moments in the League Cup where suddenly they're losing to Wigan. And mm. well, I I don't know what to do. Well, that is this country, and that's yeah. what makes the sport so brilliant in this country, and that's why so many people want to play in this country, and and it's such a big thing here. So to <coughs> some, to even contemplate losing yeah. out on that is bizarre. Some managers get it. I, I, I I'm sure I read Arsene Wenger was was very much like no 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 this is you you if you go to a country you accept. I'm, going, I'm sounding like bloody Nigel Farage now. But you go to a country, you accept their customs, you accept how they do things. And mm. the pyramid that we've got with with four divisions in, in the professional leagues, but certainly you got, like you said, Notts County aren't in the top four. They're, but there are some big, big clubs out of those top four divisions. But the, the, certainly the, the 92 football league clubs that we've got, are there's some massive history in there. And you get some huge huge attendances at third and fourth division third and fourth tier levels that would be amazed you know you wouldn't get that in some of the in some of the top tiers in in france or italy with the smaller clubs that they've got it, it it's something we should cherish and and it's yeah that b team thing and pep and and some of the stuff that they seem to want to just consolidate all the power is is just yeah it's wrong. And if the angle here, if the end, get, if the if the goal here is, um, let's get rich and let's get powerful, guys, mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah. You've done it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the money in the Premier League, at the moment and for the last you know at least twenty seasons, has been huge. And the six that we're mentioning, like you say, Liam, other than kind of Man City and Spurs until kind of recently. I mean, it used to be called the Big Four, didn't mm. it? Yeah. And now yeah. it's now it's the big six. I mean, what you what you aren't rich already, but you you don't have power already. Really, come on, behave. So I think we all agree that they shouldn't get more power. I think that's fair. <laughs> yeah. I could just cut all of the last ten minutes and just put your <laughs> quote in. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, what's going to happen now is we're going to um, finish this podcast. Um, and I, I think. You know, this is a good example about uh, about the English leagues. We are an Oxford United fans podcast, of which there are several. Um, and, you know, we're a League One football club and we do have people listen to it. I don't know why, but thank <laughs> you. Um, yeah. I, I, and I think that just speaks volumes about it, um, about about how passionate 
the the fans get about it and and you know we're not uh, we're not lower league football fans um or even you know football fans i, I know a burnley fan um it, they're not going to win the premiership anytime soon mm-hmm. um but you know these these fans that um go and support the club no matter what um i don't know we deserve more respect from those who are trying to sell to the rich and the tourists. Um, and we've met, we, yeah. we've mentioned this example before, but I mean our playoff final in 2010. If that was Oxford against Luton, that's 70,000 people likely at a non-league football game. Yeah. Point me to any other country in the world where that's the case. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Cool. Let's leave it there then. Um, thanks very much for listening, and goodbye. Bye. Bye.